Solana. A new architecture for a high-performance blockchain v0.8.13, Part 2. The 26th of February 2022. 5.5 unbonding missing n number of votes marks the coins as stale and no longer eligible for voting. The user can issue an unbonding transaction to remove them. N is a dynamic value based on the ratio of stale to active votes. N increases as the number of stale votes increases. In an event of a large network partition, this allows the larger branch to recover faster than the smaller branch. 5.6 Elections Election for a new PO generator occur when the PO generator failure is detected. The validator with the largest voting power, or highest public key address if there is a tie is picked as the new PO generator. A supermajority of confirmations are required on the new sequence. If the new leader fails before a supermajority confirmations are available, the next highest validator is selected, and a new set of confirmations is required. To switch votes, a validator needs to vote at a higher post-sequence counter, and the new vote needs to contain the votes it wants to switch. Otherwise the second vote will be slashable. Vote switching is expected to be designed so that it can only occur at a height that does not have a supermajority. Once a PO generator is established, a secondary can be elected to take over the transactional processing duties. If a secondary exists, it will be considered as the next leader during a primary failure. The platform is designed so that the secondary becomes primary and lower rank generators are promoted if an exception is detected or on a predefined schedule. 5.7 Election triggers 5.7.1 Forked proof of history generator PO generators are designed with an identity that signs the generated sequence. A fork can only occur in case the PO generator's identity has been compromised. A fork is detected because two different historical records have been published on the same PO identity. 16 5.7.2 Runtime exceptions a hardware failure or a bug, or an intentional error in the PO generator could cause it to generate an invalid state and publish a signature of the state that does not match the local validator's result. Validators will publish the correct signature via gossip and this event would trigger a new round of elections. Any validators who accept an invalid state will have their bonds slashed. 5.7.3 Network timeouts A network timeout would trigger an election. 5.8 Slashing Slashing occurs when a validator votes two separate sequences. A proof of malicious vote will remove the bonded coins from circulation and add them to the mining pool. A vote that includes a previous vote on a contending sequence is not eligible as proof of malicious voting. Instead of slashing the bonds, this vote removes remove the currently cast vote on the contending sequence. Slashing also occurs if a vote is cast for an invalid hash generated by the PO generator. The generator is expected to randomly generate an invalid state, which would trigger a fallback to secondary. 5.9 Secondary Elections Secondary and lower-ranked proof-of-history generators can be proposed and approved. A proposal is cast on the primary generator sequence. The proposal contains a timeout. If the motion is approved by a supermajority of the vote before the timeout, the secondary is considered elected, and will take over duties as scheduled. Primary can do a soft handover to secondary by inserting a message into the generated sequence indicating that a handover will occur, or inserting an invalid state and forcing the network to fall back to secondary. If a secondary is elected, and the primary fails, the secondary will be considered as the first fallback during an election.
17.5.10 Availability cap systems that deal with partitions have to pick consistency or availability. Our approach eventually picks availability, but because we have an objective measure of time, consistency is picked with reasonable human timeouts. Proof-of-stake verifiers lock up some amount of coin in a stake, which allows them to vote for a particular set of transactions. Locking up coin is a transaction that is entered into a POS stream, just like any other transaction. To vote, a POS verifier has to sign the hash of the state, as it was computed after processing all the transactions to a specific position in the PO ledger. This vote is also entered as a transaction into the POS stream. Looking at the PO ledger, we can then infer how much time passed between each vote. And if a partition occurs, for how long each verifier has been unavailable. To deal with partitions with reasonable human timeframes, we propose a dynamic approach to unstake unavailable verifiers. When the number of verifiers is high and above 2-3, the unstaking process can be fast. The number of hashes that must be generated into the ledger is low before the unavailable verifiers stake is fully unstaked and they are no longer counted for consensus. When the number of verifiers is below two-thirds but above 1-2, the unstaking timer is slower, requiring a larger number of hashes to be generated before the missing verifiers are unstaked. In a large partition, like a partition that is missing one, two or more of the verifiers, the unstaking process is very very slow. Transactions can still be entered into the stream, and verifiers can still vote, but full two-thirds consensus will not be achieved until a very large amount of hashes have been generated and the unavailable verifiers have been unstaked. The difference in time for a network to regain liveness allows us as customers of the network human timeframes to pick a partition that we want to continue using. 5.11 Recovery in the system we propose, the ledger can be fully recovered from any failure. That means, anyone in the world can pick any random spot in the ledger and create a valid fork by appending newly generated hashes and transactions. If all the verifiers are missing from this fork, it would take a very very long time for any additional bonds to become valid and for this branch to achieve two-thirds supermajority consensus. So full recovery with zero available validators would require a very large amount of hashes to be appended to the ledger, 18 and only after all the unavailable validators have been unstaked will any new bonds be able to validate the ledger. 5.12 Finality PO allows verifiers of the network to observe what happened in the past with some degree of certainty of the time of those events. As the PO generator is producing a stream of messages, all the verifiers are required to submit their signatures of the state within 500 milliseconds. This number can be reduced further depending on network conditions. Since each verification is entered into the stream, Everyone in the network can validate that every verifier submitted their votes within the required timeout without actually observing the voting directly. 5.13 Attacks 5.13.1 Tragedy of Commons The POS verifiers simply confirm the state hash generated by the PO generator. There is an economic incentive for them to do no work and simply approve every generated state hash. To avoid this condition, the PO generator should inject an invalid hash at a random interval. Any voters for this hash should be slashed. When the hash is generated, the network should immediately promote the secondary elected PO generator. Each verifier is required to respond within a small timeout 500 milliseconds for example. The timeout should be set low enough that a malicious verifier has a low probability of observing another verifier's vote and getting their votes into the stream fast enough. 
5.13.2 Collusion with the PO generator A verifier that is colluding with the PO generator would know in advance when the invalid hash is going to be produced and not vote for it. This scenario is really no different than the PO identity having a larger verifier stake. The PO generator still has to do all the work to produce the state hash. 19.5.13.3 Censorship Censorship or denial of service could occur when a one-third of the bondholders refuse to validate any sequences with new bonds. The protocol can defend against this form of attack by dynamically adjusting how fast bonds become stale. In the event of a denial of service, the larger partition will be designed to fork and censor the Byzantine bondholders. The larger network will recover as the Byzantine bonds become stale with time. The smaller Byzantine partition would not be able to move forward for a longer period of time. The algorithm would work as follows. A majority of the network would elect a new leader. The leader would then censor the Byzantine bondholders from participating. Proof of history generator would have to continue generating a sequence, to prove the passage of time, until enough Byzantine bonds have become stale so the bigger network has a supermajority. The rate at which bonds become stale would be dynamically based on what percentage of bonds are active. So the Byzantine minority fork of the network would have to wait much longer than the majority fork to recover a supermajority. Once a supermajority has been established, slashing could be used to permanently punish the Byzantine bondholders. 5.13.4 Long-range attacks PO provides a natural defense against long-range attacks. Recovering the ledger from any point in the past would require the attacker to overtake the valid ledger in time by outpacing the speed of the PO generator. The consensus protocol provides a second layer of defense, as any attack would have to take longer than the time it takes to unstake all the valid validators. It also creates an availability gap in the history of the ledger. When comparing two ledgers of the same height, the one with the smallest maximum partition can be objectively considered as valid. 5.13.5 ASIC attacks Two opportunities for an ASIC attacks exist in this protocol, during partition, and cheating timeouts in finality. For ASIC attacks during partitions, the rate at which bonds are unstaked is nonlinear, and for networks with large partitions the rate is orders of magnitude slower than expected gains from an ASIC attack. 20 for ASIC attacks during finality. The vulnerability allows for Byzantine validators who have a bonded stake wait for confirmations from other nodes and inject their votes with a collaborating PO generator. The PO generator can then use its faster ASIC to generate 500 milliseconds worth of hashes in less time, and allow for network communication between PO generator and the collaborating nodes. But, if the PO generator is also Byzantine, there is no reason why the Byzantine generator wouldn't have communicated the exact counter when they expect to insert the failure. This scenario is no different than a PO generator and all the collaborators sharing the same identity and having a single combined stake and only using one set of hardware. 6 Streaming Proof of Replication 6.1 Description Filecoin proposed a version of Proof of Replication, 6. The goal of this version is to have fast and streaming verifications of Proof of Replication which are enabled by keeping track of time in proof-of-history-generated sequence. Replication is not used as a consensus algorithm, but as a useful tool to account for the cost of storing the blockchain history or state at a high availability. 6.2 Algorithm as shown in Figure 7 CBC Encryption encrypts each block of data in sequence, using the previously encrypted block to XOR the input data. 
Each replication identity generates a key by signing a hash that has been generated proof of history sequence. This ties the key to a replicator's identity, and to a specific proof of history sequence. Only specific hashes can be selected. See section 6.5 on hash selection. The dataset is fully encrypted block by block. Then to generate a proof, the key is used to seed a pseudorandom number generator that selects a random 32 bytes from each block. A Merkle hash is computed with the selected PO hash prepended to the each slice. The root is published, along with the key, and the selected hash that was generated. The replication node is required to publish another proof 21 figure 7. Sequential CBC encryption figure 8. Fast proof of replication 22 in N hashes as they are generated by proof of history generator, where N is approximately 1 to the time it takes to encrypt the data. The proof of history generator will publish specific hashes for proof of replication at a predefined periods. The replicator node must select the next published hash for generating the proof. Again, the hash is signed, and random slices are selected from the blocks to create the Merkle root. After a period of N proofs, the data is re-encrypted with a new CBC key. 6.3 Verification with N cores Each core can stream encryption for each identity. Total space required is two blocks N cores, since the previous encrypted block is necessary to generate the next one. Each core can then be used to generate all the proofs that derived from the current encrypted block. Total time to verify proofs is expected to be equal to the time it takes to encrypt. The proofs themselves consume few random bytes from the block, so the amount of data to hash is significantly lower than the encrypted block. Size. The number of replication identities that can be verified at the same time is equal to the number of available cores. Modern GPUs have 3,500 plus cores available to them, albeit at 1, 2, 1, 3 the clock speed of a CPU. 6.4 Key Rotation Without key rotation the same encrypted replication can generate cheap proofs for multiple proof-of-history sequences. Keys are rotated periodically and each replication is re-encrypted with a new key that is tied to a unique proof-of-history sequence. Rotation needs to be slow enough that it's practical to verify replication proofs on GPU hardware, which is slower per core than CPUs. 6.5 Hash Selection Proof of History Generator publishes a hash to be used by the entire network for encrypting proofs of replication, and for using as the pseudorandom number generator for byte selection in fast proofs. Hash is published at a periodic counter that is roughly equal to 1 to the time it takes to encrypt the dataset. Each replication identity must use the same 23 hash, and use the signed result of the hash as the seed for byte selection, or the encryption key. The period that each replicator must provide a proof must be smaller than the encryption time. Otherwise the replicator can stream the encryption and delete it for each proof. A malicious generator could inject data into the sequence prior to this hash to generate a specific hash. This attack is discussed more in 5.13.2. 6.6 Proof Validation The proof of history node is not expected to validate the submitted proof of replication proofs. It is expected to keep track of number of pending and verified proofs submitted by the replicator's identity. A proof is expected to be verified when the replicator is able to sign the proof by a supermajority of the validators in the network. The verifications are collected by the replicator via P2P Gossip Network and submitted as one packet that contains a supermajority of the validators in the network. 
This packet verifies all the proofs prior to a specific hash generated by the proof of history sequence, and can contain multiple replicator identities at once. 6.7 attacks 6.7.1 spam a malicious user could create many replicator identities and spam the network with bad proofs. To facilitate faster verification, nodes are required to provide the encrypted data and the entire Merkle tree to the rest of the network when they request verification. The proof of replication that is designed in this paper allows for cheap verification of any additional proofs, as they take no additional space. But each identity would consume one core of encryption time. The replication target should be set to a maximum size of readily available cores. Modern GPUs ship with 3,500 plus cores. 6.7.2 Partial Erasure A replicator node could attempt to partially erase some of the data to avoid storing the entire state. The number of proofs and the randomness of the 24 seed should make this attack difficult. For example, a user storing 1 terabyte of data erases a single byte from each 1 megabyte block. A single proof that samples 1 byte out of every megabyte would have a likelihood of collision with any erased byte 1 minus 1 minus 1 1 thousandth 1 million equals 0.63. After 5 proofs the likelihood is 0.99. 6.7.3 collusion with PO generator The signed hash is expected to be used to seed the sample. If a replicator could select a specific hash in advance then the replicator could erase all bytes that are not going to be sampled. A replicator identity that is colluding with the proof of history generator could inject a specific transaction at the end of the sequence before the predefined hash for random byte selection is generated. With enough cores, an attacker could generate a hash that is preferable to the replicator's identity. This attack could only benefit a single replicator identity. Since all the identities have to use the same exact hash that is cryptographically signed with ECDSA, or equivalent, the resulting signature is unique for each replicator identity, and collision-resistant. A single replicator identity would only have marginal gains. 6.7.4 Denial of service The cost of adding an additional replicator identity is expected to be equal to the cost of storage. The cost of adding extra computational capacity to verify all the replicator identities is expected to be equal to the cost of a CPU or GPU core per replication identity. This creates an opportunity for a denial-of-service attack on the network by creating a large number of valid replicator identities. To limit this attack, the consensus protocol chosen for the network can select a replication target, and award the replication proofs that meet the desired characteristics like availability on the network, bandwidth, geolocation etc. 6.7.5 Tragedy of Commons The POS verifiers could simply confirm POREP without doing any work. The economic incentives should be lined up with the POS verifiers to do work, 25 figure 9. System architecture like by splitting the mining payout between the POS verifiers and the POREP replication nodes. To further avoid this scenario, the POREP verifiers can submit false proofs a small percentage of the time. They can prove the proof is false by providing the function that generated the false data. Any POS verifier that confirmed a false proof would be slashed. 7 System Architecture 7.1 Components 7.1.1 Leader Proof of History Generator The leader is an elected proof of history generator. It consumes arbitrary user transactions and outputs a proof-of-history sequence of all the transactions that guarantees a unique global order in the system. 
After each batch of transactions the leader outputs a signature of the state that is the result of running the transactions in that order. This signature is signed with the identity of the leader. 267.1.2 state a naive hash table indexed by the user's address. Each cell contains the full user's address and the memory required for this computation. For example transaction table contains 0316395127159191223255 RIPMD of user's public key account unused for a total of 32 bytes. Proof of stake bonds table contains 0316395127159191223255 RIPMD of user's public key bond last vote unused for a total of 64 bytes. 7.1.3 Verifier State replication The verifier nodes replicate the blockchain state and provide high availability of the blockchain state. The replication target is selected by the consensus algorithm, and the validators in the consensus algorithm select and vote the proof of replication nodes they approve of based on off-chain defined criteria. The network could be configured with a minimum proof of stake bond size, and a requirement for a single replicator identity per bond. 7.1.4 Validators These nodes are consuming bandwidth from verifiers. They are virtual nodes, and can run on the same machines as the verifiers or the leader, or on separate machines that are specific to the consensus algorithm configured for this network. 7.2 Network Limits Leader is expected to be able to take incoming user packets, orders them the most efficient way possible, and sequences them into a proof-of-history sequence that is published to downstream verifiers. Efficiency is based on 27 Figure 10. Generator network limits memory access patterns of the transactions, so the transactions are ordered to minimize faults and to maximize prefetching. Incoming packet format 0316395127159191223255 Last valid hash counter US fee from signed signature 1 of 2 signature 2 of 2 size 20 plus 8 plus 16 plus 8 plus 32 plus 3232 equals 148 bytes. 28 The minimal payload that can be supported would be one destination account. With payload 0316395127159191223255 Last valid hash counter US to amount counterfee from signed signature 1 of 2 signature 2 of 2 with payload the minimum size. 176 bytes The proof of history sequence packet contains the current hash, counter, and the hash of all the new messages added to the post sequence and the state signature after processing all the messages. This packet is sent once every n messages are broadcast. Proof of history packet 0316395127159191223255 Current hash counter messages hash state hash signed signature 1 of 2 signature 2 of 2 minimum size of the output packet as 132 bytes on a 1 Gbps network connection the maximum number of transactions 29 possible is 1 gigabit per second, 176 bytes equals 710 ktps max. Some loss 1-4% is expected due to Ethernet framing. The spare capacity over the target amount for the network can be used to increase availability by coding the output with Reed-Solomon codes and striping it to the available downstream verifiers.
7.3 computational limits each transaction requires a digest verification. This operation does not use any memory outside of the transaction message itself and can be parallelized independently. Thus throughput is expected to be limited by the number of cores available on the system. GPU-based ECDSA verification servers have had experimental results of 900k operations per second, 9.7.4 memory limits a naive implementation of the state as a 50% full hash table with 32-byte entries for each account, would theoretically fit 10 billion accounts into 640 gigabytes. Steady-state random access to this table is measured at 1.1107 writes or reads per second. Based on two reads and two writes per transaction, memory throughput can handle 2.75 meters transactions per second. This was measured on an Amazon Web Services 1 terabyte by 1.16 extra-large instance. 7.5 high-performance smart contracts Smart contracts are a generalized form of transactions. These are programs that run on each node and modify the state. This design leverages extended Berkeley packet filter bytecode as fast and easy to analyze and JIT bytecode as the smart contracts language. One of its main advantages is a zero-cost foreign function interface. Intrinsics, or functions that are implemented on the platform directly, are callable by programs. Calling the intrinsics suspends that program and schedules the intrinsic on a high-performance server. Intrinsics are batched together to execute in parallel on the GPU. In the above example, two different user programs call the same intrinsic. Each program is suspended until the batch execution of the intrinsics as 30 figure 11, executing BPF programs. Complete. An example intrinsic is ECDSA verification. Batching these calls to execute on the GPU can increase throughput by thousands of times. This trampoline requires no native operating system thread context switches since the BPF bytecode has a well-defined context for all the memory that it is using. eBPF backend has been included in LLVM since 2015, so any LLVM front-end language can be used to write smart contracts. It's been in the Linux kernel since 2015, and the first iterations of the bytecode have been around since 1992. A single pass can check eBPF for correctness, ascertain its runtime and memory requirements and convert it to x86 instructions.